0: Hi, and welcome to Falling Star, a Star Wars D6 actual play podcast. I'm Jesse the Game Master. First of all, I'd like to thank our listeners who were patient through our hiatus, mostly due to real life scheduling issues. We have most of those resolved, knock on wood, and hope our production schedule will leave us a little more regular. Second, we're still running our Stat My Navy contest. In a future episode, our characters will be visiting the mysterious world of Selactria and the native species the Agatic. The Agatic are large species, nearly 2 meters tall and 3 meters long, and resemble nothing so much as the front half of a frog and the back half of a snake, with a set of 2 meter long tentacles that extend from both of their shoulders for fine manipulation. The Agatic are intelligent, likable, but by no means pacifists. They do have a military. What I'm asking for is submissions from our listeners for starship ideas. Feel free to do- draw, scan, or model a ship for the Agatic. A few notes. The Agatic do not have hyperdrives, so they, their ships should not travel through hyperspace. They do have all other technology that one might find on any other Star Wars space-faring race. The Agatic ships are not so powerful as to be able to directly challenge an Imperial cruiser one-on-one, but a flight of them might be able to take out a Star Destroyer. The Agatic don't believe in anything should be multi-role. Starships don't travel in atmosphere, and atmospheric vehicles don't travel on water or land or space. Finally, the Agatic love music. You may find that thematically useful when thinking of designs. The winners will receive on-air recognition and their creations posted, with credit, on the Falling Star website. If you would like to email us your ideas or submissions, or just have a comment or question for our cast, you're welcome to email us at swfallingstar at gmail.com or, you can uh, leave us a review or comment on iTunes. And, as always, you are welcome to give us a five-star rating there. We would love to have that. Tonight is a special episode for us, though. It begins episode one of our main campaign. At the request of some of our listeners, I've elected to leave a little more of the table banter in the recording. That means a little less editing for me as well, so it's bonus for me as well. But, without further ado... Here is Star Wars Falling Star, Episode 1, Parahelion. Okay, first order of business. That is the ship you guys are tooling around. You guys need a name... The, oh. ship a name the
1: ship needs a name, or oh. we... The ship needs a name.
0: The Harbinger of Chaos.
1: The ship that we're flying around in to mm-hmm. take me to music shows, right? Yep.
0: It's, this is a luxury yacht. It's got room for about 30 passengers total. And the way we're going to handle this for the, for the time being is that there is an auxiliary crew who are sort of behind the scenes. There's not a whole lot that's going to be happening on the ship for the first little bit anyway, so we don't need to worry about them. At least as far as I've got something planned, they're sort of out of the story. But uh, we need a name for the ship and there's going there will be 30 or so odd people running around in the scene, so if we have a new player who joins us, then... They can be, have always been with us, but just the camera chooses to focus in on them more. Um, I do have the, a name, uh, for.
1: My dad wouldn't have required that we name it like the. father's not paying for the ship.
0: The the Imperial Propaganda Board is funding this little endeavor, so they, uh, you guys have a, um, not exactly an expense account, but more or less, they they've chosen to.
2: The Gale, the Whaler. <laughs> okay,
0: we'll come back to that in just a second.
2: We'll come up with something appropriate.
0: Uh, need to come up with where on the ship each of your guys you guys are staying. Now there is a large suite in the starboard. Um, the forward starboard area which i suspect was probably appropriate for
1: i see stateroom 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 lounge
2: mm, as opposed to the cabins
1: so what do you mean by a suite
0: well, Okay. But i think on that floor bed maybe there's just sort of day rooms but this is also customizable ship so you guys can if you want to you can knock out a wall or something <laughs> and
2: well, I think I'll go ahead and take, excuse me, one of the forward staterooms. That way, I'm right near the escape pod, the hygiene, and the airlock. Okay, convenient.
0: <laughs> you want to just, just scribble down on there where everyone is, or where you guys are? Don't worry about where is later.
1: I think I'll take the big stateroom next to the lounge.
0: Okay. Okay. Next order of business, you guys are. There are a couple of of. Characters that are, that I am going to mention, just because they'll have you'll have met everyone on the ship. You guys can have had a year to get to know each other, so we're starting after this concert has been on the road for a year. So each of you has been, it has been a de- a year since the mysterious death of your brother, as far as you're concerned. Okay. Um. I would hazard a guess that you was probably given a couple of interviews where you've mentioned him, Um, because like any media sensation, um, there's not, you know, you get interviewed by the paparazzi or legitimate journalists or whoever, Um, so that's probably out there. You've been on tour for the better part of a year hopping from world to world, making your way out of the core, to- heading towards sort of the outer rim of the... Of the um, and basically the, the setup kind of works like this, is that you go to a world, um, you have a crew that, that has already been pre-sent all these, your specifications for the concert, they assemble the set, the stage, whatever, and put it together, tear it, and then you, show, you basically show up, maybe get an, an evening to rehearse or two, or not necessarily if the space is the one you're familiar with, or they you know they can accommodate the space. Uh, the your, the the special effects of and all the you know, concert bells and whistles that go along with it are run by a trusty droid whose name is uh, ZFX 32. This is him. Uh, most people call him. ZFX, or just FX um, and he is in charge or is it runs with a male personality but you know it's a droid it doesn't really make much difference he's in charge of all the bells and whistles whether it's pyrotechnics and you know flashy lights he tends to do a customized show for every world you go um, working in and around you he's very good at what he does uh, you have a manager um, who you have been in contact with and his name is uh, Ridian Blaze. He's a male human. And That is who our, uh, our third player will also be picking him up when we get around to it. Uh, the empire has made a couple of requirements of your performance, and the way this concert runs off in general. Rule well, number one: nothing you say publicly can reflect neg- nothing you say can reflect negatively upon the empire. You are an a- agent of the empire. You are a um, you and your entourage represent the best foot forward for the empire, and therefore. Uh, you know, no bashing the empire, no making it look bad. Be on your best behavior. They might be. It was kind of hinted that they might be able, able to overlook some indiscretions, but you are in the spotlight. Uh, number two, they were. You are free to perform whatever songs you wish during the first half of any show. There, as long as they, you know, conform to the basic ideals of the Empire, but they you are given artistic license to do whatever you want for the first half of every show. The second half of every show is their songs. And they will stipulate, they have published a great deal of songs uh, that they, and they choose the set list for the second half of the show in advance of every show. Um, whether they feel that's the message that any given world needs to hear <laughs> uh, or or what, but they they are very adamant about the way the second half of the show goes. The first half, they really don't care. And the third of stipulation is your bodyguard does not leave your side while you were in public. They want to protect their investment, and under no circumstances is a Sixten, uh to be away from Joel. So we'll start with introductions. Jason, you are playing...
2: Uh, Sixten VXG.
0: Okay, and tell us a little bit about You guys have had some time to get to know each other, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Sixten? Um,
2: he looks remarkably familiar, like you may have seen him before. Um, because he looks like every other clone after the Clone Wars. Uh, he is much older than you would expect. He looks like he's almost in his 60s. Uh, kind of hunched. He's got a lot of lines on his face. He's got this dour expression. Um, his clothes look like they don't quite fit right, but they do. And his shoes always seem to be look like they're untied, even if they're not. Uh, and, you know, he just looks kind of down on his luck most of the time. A um, little bit fat, but still actually quite in, in quite good shape. To all appearances, otherwise, uh, you know, he's probably told you some stories about some of the busts he's participated in uh, back when he was a uh, uh, police detective. I think we decided. It's those criminals, they do the silliest things. Uh. You probably noticed I have a affinity, an affinity for uh, non humans. Uh, I'm not as. I'm pretty accepting of non humans in general, um, probably because where I was on the police world was almost entirely a non human uh, planet. Um, humans were in the minority. I'm trying to think what else you would know. Oh, uh, I guess the other thing um, is kind of why I was tapped, uh, is because of my uh, good fortune slash good luck to be in the right place at the right time uh, to perform an act of heroism that saved many clones and resources of the... uh, not empire, but of the clone army. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it rendered me unconscious, and in a coma for most of the rest of the war. Um, but I was highly decorated once I woke up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he—you know—he looks about sixty.
1: Okay. <laughs> and you are
0: tasked with protecting the body of one. Media starlet, uh, singer, dancer, named Joel Elite. And why don't you tell us a little bit about Joel Elite?
1: You just mentioned the vast majority of what I know about Joel. All
0: <laughs> <It's laughs> the stuff that we worked out. In our... It's
2: probably been a long time. Since I time was going to say three
1: months ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, Joel is the daughter of...
1: Of an admiral, um, admiral elite, and her brother disappeared a year ago, um, Mm -hmm. or is presumed to be dead. Um, they're very wealthy. Um,
0: okay, I don't remember. Give us a a description of Joel, at least. Um,
1: she is a human female, um, 18 years old, um, thin. Um, has a dancer's body because she spends a lot of time singing and dancing. Okay.
0: Second. Long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. <coughs> Episode 1, Parahelian. The Galactic Empire now spans the galaxy. Through intimidation, military might, and brute force, has crushed or interdicted any system that heirs declare independence. Every attempt at rebellion is met with an even more brutal response. Millions are massacred for the sake of the New Order. Fear and complacence have replaced uh, loyalty. Hope is not lost for the freedom. The Empire's cruelty has led to an increase in individual resistance groups fighting guerrilla wars. Though scattered, disorganized, and hopelessly outmatched, they're struggling to form some semblance of an effective fighting force. Seeking to restore the public image of the government, Emperor Palpatine has ordered his propaganda machine into action. The linchpin of that plot races to the key world of Avaram, seeking to quell growing unrest and bringing with it a dark secret. Okay. You guys have been making your way out of the core worlds, stopping one planet, then the next, visiting each world in turn, performing a concert, and you are slated to perform on the planet of Avram. Avram is a primarily human planet, but has lately seen a growing amount of unrest. You are, have a standing invitation to the governor's mansion this evening. In fact, that's where you're expected to stay. Uh, The planetary governor um, is, for all intents and purposes, the king of the world. Um, He's held up by the imperial war machine and not really stoppable, not really very popular, as one might imagine. And you are expected to perform the following day. At the su Pod Dome, su Dome. It is a large, uh, even larger than most of the venues that you perform at. We join our heroes now. We join our ship, which I still needs a name.
2: Give us a couple more minutes. <laughs> okay. I just had to rewrite the character. Now I have to name a ship.
1: like <laughs> something like the Diva Express or something. <laughs>
2: It's so the Diva Ocean.
1: The Diva Ocean.
2: Yes, is in devotion and such as mm-hmm. Diva,
1: Diva Ocean. That's yeah, very clever.
2: This model ship
0: has been known has been. For one group of traders used this model ship and named it the Uwana Buyer. <laughs> of course, that character also had a the penchant for naming ships. Thing. He had a, his last name was Card. He named his one ship called the Wild Card, and the. <laughs> all those ships had punny names.
2: Diva Urshan? Oh. The okay. stars diva? I'm just it the diva. It <laughs> kind of lacks personality.
1: That's the diva urshan.
2: Mm. One other thing.
0: You can add the tactics skill to your knowledge list and you can get it at 70. Okay. Okay. I gave her a couple of.
2: That's under perception?
0: Knowledge, actually.
2: Okay. I'm guessing I that's a background skill for. Yeah.
0: yeah. Being, You want to pick up some tra- tactics in the war and. I'm going to give her singing and dancing at 9D levels <laughs> you can do something
2: <laughs> that's fine
0: so your ship um, is traveling in hyperspace you are about 5 minutes from exiting hyperspace and what so what are we doing on the ship at this time
2: trying to figure out the, how to spell the names
1: <laughs> diversion 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 that looks too weird let's just say it a way.
0: Can I make a, how about diversion? At least a reference to the double prow. Hmm.
2: Let's
1: go with that one. So, our ship is the diversion. D I V A R T I O N.
0: Okay. Alright,
2: so what are you guys doing on board the ship? Uh, just before you. Forgive me, it's been a while. I have to think about this now. <laughs>
1: I would like to read a little more about the planetary governor, given that we're going to spend the evening in, assumedly, in his presence and his entourage.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, page through the imperial directory, um, just to see if there's any names that I recognize that are currently on planet.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, you know, people I may have served with, or names I might recognize. Alright.
0: Alright. Give me a uh, culture roll. Joel? I should have also mention that ship does come with it equipped with a um, medical suite, um, and including your own medical droid. So if you do have a surgical droid, should you require one? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Does not bode well when the GM tells you about the surgical. Sorry. I
2: was thinking the same thing.
1: <laughs> by the way, when you land, you're going to be.
0: Get off the surgical joint. <laughs>
1: it's
0: not like. I just did, by the way, kind of thing.
1: <laughs> okay, and there's always a wild die, right? Yeah, poor stock. What?
2: Then roll six, and you did say wild,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I roll an eight for my culture. Roll
0: okay. Well, you know enough that the uh, imperial governors are appointed, um, and you can find out that this gentleman was appointed about six years ago. Um, the empire slowly replaced people. In positions of power, and Avaram is a, uh, core world, or it's a, not quite on the core, I'm sorry, it's a uh, mid-rim planet, and therefore, um probably wasn't the highest priority to replace the leadership of. Uh, you don't know a whole lot about him beyond that, and you were curious about if there was anyone on planet, there's, uh, some minor functionaries, uh, no one really of note. Give me, you can give me a bureaucracy role if you're really curious. Um, but uh,
2: <clears throat> eight.
0: There's no, there are no names on that list that yeah. you recognize. No, uh, but you also do know enough that uh, a lot of. High, pro, a of, not high-profile, but a lot of uh, high-level traffic isn't recorded uh, during any the records that you would that you would look at. So, some agent of the emperor shows up; they're not going to be show up on those lists, anyways. At least not
2: on, not on, not, on not on the ones I can get. Okay. Are you in a common area? Where are you guys? What What's in the lounge? I assume there's like a mm-hmm. Um maybe some Sabak tables
0: the, the ship does co- have one sort of semi-unique function in that it has a full recording suite in one pro- and playback for broadcasting so you are basically equipped to be your own t- uh, trade station if you want to be but that comes with a job
2: yeah I've just got a portable data pad and I'm hanging out in the lounge uh, of course always aware of where Joel is Okay.
0: And Joel, where are you?
1: I'll just be in my stateroom, just relaxing.
2: Okay.
0: And now, the transition from hyperspace is always kind of a little bit of a stomach flutter kind of thing. It's not not anything people comment on because it's so common, but it does sort of turn your stomach a little bit. And But the look out the window is sort of this swirling mass of wavy lines and white and black mottled colors that sort of streaking by the window. And normally when you decelerate hyperspace, you see there's, you know, all these radiating star lines that sort of snap into place, and then you're there. Yeah, this isn't that. There's this just horrible wrenching sound. Imagine, like... You're inside a can, and someone's beating out with drumsticks. I mean, it just reverberates through the whole ship. You feel the ship wrench, and the gravity goes kaflooey. You're all, everyone is, like, thrown against walls, you know, the tearing of metal. Basically, every every sound that you don't ever want to hear on a starship just happened. And the gravity slowly comes back, powers back up. You pick yourself. You, you know, everything's scattered everywhere. There's you know, things are thrown against bulkheads. Um, the floor seems not quite at the right angle in a few places. Bookshelves, everything else is you know completely overturned. The, the and the emergency lighting comes on, and then there's silence. And give me a perception check, both of you. <clears throat> Eighteen. Twenty-five. Okay, you you are acutely aware that the oxygen recyclers are not functioning. You're both aware that the engine noise is dead. Is, the engines are down. There's no. Normally, you can hear some hum of the reactor going and all these other, you know, sound. Everything is just dead. And but you are also aware that the Oxygen scrubbers are not functioning either. Ordinarily, that's really, really quiet. But so, what are your what are your options here? I
2: am going to jump up and go to Joel's cabin, grab her, and head for an escape pod.
0: Okay. So you are going to make your way to the uh, escape to the uh, cabin,
1: which is just right outside. Yes. <laughs>
2: okay, and what are you, what are you doing? <clears throat> um,
1: I'm probably just standing there, sort of dumbfounded still at the moment, sort of just listening.
0: Okay. You get to Joel's quarters. The doors are rent a little bit, they look like they've been twisted. So you can, uh, and the doors do not open as you might expect when you sort of hit your override. So, the first thing you need to do is, okay? You're gonna know, try to pull the doors open. Give me a strength check. There, yeah. Ten. Okay, they move, and you can, and, you know, you get a crack through, so the
2: two of you can communicate. <clears throat> I don't know what's happening. But come on! <laughs> we gotta get you out of here!
1: Okay. Pull.
0: Gonna make it... Uh, try it, the doors again?
1: We can try it together. I don't know that I'm going to be much help, but... Fourteen?
2: I've got
1: one on my... Okay. Well, from working
0: from either side, that's enough to, to slowly move the doors open. They are, you know, have to sort of wiggle them back and forth and... Uh, it's a good thing she's small. She can slip it. <laughs> she can just squeeze out through enough space that you get. But you do manage to um, to get through the doors. And you guys are headed for the escape pods. So you're headed for the starboard escape pod or the forward escape pod. Or the, I'm sorry, the starboard or the port escape pod.
2: Uh,
1: I'd say we'd just go to the nearest one, which is... Yeah,
0: those are the escape pods up front.
2: How buckled is the corridor?
0: It's hard to make out exactly how buckled it is. It is definitely twisted. Um, You know, maybe five degrees. It's noticeable, but it's not like completely...
2: I don't want to run back to my place. Do you have a weapon?
1: Yes, I do.
2: Get it. Okay, so you can squeeze back in your room
1: and get a gun? Mm Mm-hmm. I have. Well, I would have. Yeah, I'll squeeze back in and get my blaster.
2: Okay. And we head to the nearest escape pod. Okay.
1: Hand you a cute little sporting blaster.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You make your way to the to the escape pod, and the escape pod appears to be functional. They're designed to hold up to a pretty serious wrenching, but um, out the window, because you can, by stepping into the escape pod, you can see something that you wouldn't necessarily expect to see here. You don't know where you are, but you do see very close to the ship asteroids. Now, that alone should set off... Ordinarily, a hyperspace route was not going to take you anywhere near asteroids. So, we are going to... And I will ask for one more perception check. And that's as much as you can see.
2: 17.
1: 12. Okay. Out
0: the... Window... You'll also see one lone craft. You can make a—I will let you make a bureaucracy or a straight knowledge roll to identify it.
1: Eight.
2: Nine.
0: Okay. You do recognize it as a fighter craft of some kind, but it, for at least at this distance you can't make out enough of it to positively identify what type of it is. Definitely small. Um, probably not the size of, um, you know, not even shuttle size. It's definitely small, but it is
2: a fighter craft of some kind. All right. Um, I go ahead and boom, 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 power up the escape pod. Okay. And kind of wait and watch. Okay. Mm-mm.
0: And Joel, what are you doing?
1: Um, I guess I'm just looking out at the asteroids. I'm trying to figure out if I can see anything that helps me locate where we might be. Yeah.
2: Alright.
0: You can spend some time looking if if you would like to make an additional perception check uh, with an additional die if you want to take the time to do so. Yes. And in the interim, this ship (laughs) moves closer to your position, seems to be moving fairly cautiously.
2: Fingers on the button.
0: <laughs> the, the the launch button? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to make a tactics roll for me. What did you get?
1: Oh. You want me to roll it? Yeah.
0: Which one is your wild? Twenty one. Uh, 21. Okay, that is good enough to notice that all the asteroids that you see out the window are all, all appear to be expanding from a single point. So if you look at their trajectories, they're not it's not like you're in the middle of an asteroid field. Something
1: blew up. They are all
0: words. expanding outwards from a single
1: point. Okay, so something blew up and the asteroids are all moving away from whatever just blew up. Okay.
2: 31.
0: For tactics. Okay. Given the, it, assuming that you are going to point out this fact, mm-hmm. this would be a fairly common pirate tactic. It would be to tow asteroids into the way of a um, hyperspace lane, which would cause the hyperspace safeties to cut the hyperdrive in, to avoid them slamming into something, but the exit is never pretty which would be, make a lot of sense with what just happened to you. Um, which might mean that whatever ship that out, out there might have had some role in your attack, or uh, assuming that was an attack. But you also know that this ter- the trick is extraordinarily hard to pull off. You have to have exceedingly accurate information about your target's destination. Not just because one asteroid or even a small field of asteroids is not sufficient normally to get one ship streaking out of hyperspace. Normally, if you're going to set a trap, uh, you're you're going to need a lot of asteroids, not just one. So, if someone were to have set this trap, if someone were to set a trap, they would have to know exactly where you went into hyperspace, exactly where you were going, and Uh, exactly when you were going to arrive to pull this off. And it also means that it it also would stand to reason that a uh, escape pod against a starfighter is a really bad matchup.
2: Which is why there's a plan B. Okay.
0: (laughs) Alright. So what's the next, next move?
2: Wait to see if that comes closer.
0: It is approaching. If you guys are still waiting, it is approaching.
1: And
2: Run to the other escape pod. Okay. Step by my cabin. See if you can get into my locker and get my guns.
1: Okay.
0: Then what are you doing? Waiting. You're waiting? <laughs> okay.
1: You can realize this is a long-ass run.
0: It's, the ship itself is what, 65 meters long? <laughs> maybe a... a just, on, just under a football field thing. So maybe a football field and a half
1: between. <laughs> you
0: can cover it in a few seconds. Okay. Uh, the ship pulls closer and as it gets closer you see that it does it have some does appear sort of like a TIE fighter but sort of not. In fact it looks kind of like a ship that you that you know, some of your buddies in the Clone Wars might have fit it, have uh, driven, too. In fact, it looks like it's sort of been cobbled together from a couple different ships. Okay. <clears throat> and as you get closer, it opens fire on the upper hull. And the whole ship bounces around as laser beams sort of dance across the, the hull. The hull seems to hold up pretty well. <clears throat> but it... uh it's definitely targeting your ship, and it's targeting with lasers. It's not targeting with
2: ion cannons or anything like that. Okay. Um, my next move is to hit the escape pod eject button mm-hmm. and jump out of the escape pod before it launches. Okay.
0: All right. You can do that fairly easily. It, it both it, the release is right by the door. It's not like tap yeah, and step out. It's not like you have to make a dexterity check or anything like that for that.
2: And then uh hustle over to the other escape pod. Okay.
0: You are um you you flip the switch and the door seals fairly rapidly. It's designed very fast escape, so it slams shut and there's that <laughs> and you see the, the escape pods are tumbling away and that starfighter out there turns and blasts the hell out of it is gone in just a second. In fact, you hear little bits of the exploded escape pod sort of bounce against the hull.
1: They don't want prisoners.
2: (laughs) It's just the conclusion I was coming
0: to. What, you mean after two runs where the characters got taken prisoner? you, You expected me to just keep doing that? And you also notice that the, uh, rocks explode a second time, setting off even, scattering them even further. And they're kind of this, um, I, you might remember in, in Attack of the Clones, that uh, uses a, the, these seismic charges they have sort of this ring detonation that shatters rocks out and scatters them. And then, and it does, so, it, that charge goes off again, and three times this time, and so each of those rocks splits into even more pieces, creating a larger field.
2: Okay, um, is uh, the de- the diversion uh, returning fire?
0: No, but you don't know if anyone else is. You haven't seen anyone else at, conscious, even. You heard maybe a couple of groans somewhere along the way,
2: but I haven't seen anybody. You yet? haven't
0: seen anyone conscious.
1: Hmm. Have I seen you in one while running over through the rest of the ship over to the other side?
0: Nope. You guys got lucky. You probably felt luckier. We were in parts of the ship that were not venting to atmosphere, or venting atmosphere, or something like that, but you guys have, are, seem to be the only people conscious at the moment. The uh, The fighter turns and it continues to pepper the hull with laser cannons though it's fairly obvious that it's lasers are not intended to attack a a ship this large but it with enough time and patience it it could hit something critical and
2: fortune favors the imperial bold Come with me.
1: Have you run around and found me at the other escape park?
2: Yeah, I assume I've been there for a while. Yeah. I,
1: okay.
2: You have my guns?
1: Mm-hmm. I hate you. <laughs> I take back my little weenie gun that I gave you. <laughs> um...
2: Are these repulsor lifts in the cargo bays, or are they actually um, small, like launches?
0: They are repulsor lifts. Okay. The ship does have room for the, for a starfighter type vehicle, but you do not. i not carrying any. Right. Um, there is a lower. There, there is a lower deck that I don't have the map for that does have a, or that I don't didn't print off the map for, but that does have um, bays. But right now you're mostly just using it for storage for. Concert stuff.
2: Okay. See if I can get to another uh, port and see if I can see where things are going outside.
0: As far as...
2: Where the other craft is, whether we're still being peppered with shots or whether it's actively... You,
0: you can hear it on the hull. Right. I mean, you can hear lasers slamming into the hull every couple of seconds. You know, comes in, does a strafing run, turns away, you know, see, assesses the situation, comes back, strafes again. Um, it... Just watching him, you get the sense that he he or she, whoever is flying that craft, is perhaps not a combat pilot. The the, the strafing runs are suboptimal, I guess is the way to to put that. He doesn't appear to be making an effort to avoid fire arcs or anything like that. Anything that a a trained combat pilot
1: would. Do you think he's keeping us here because there's going to be another ship that comes like,
2: I don't know.
0: (coughs) You're starting to get a little bit staler than you would like. And that may be a combination of the ionized smoke that when there's open power conduits, or it could be the fact that there is uh, a fire somewhere on the deck, or below decks, or it just could be the fact that uh, the oxygen processors are completely dead.
2: So I don't hear anybody firing back all right come with me I head to the bridge
0: okay you have to go up a deck to the, to the bridge uh, turbo lift is down but you can take the ladder and easily enough you climb up to the ladder and you have to, it takes a minute to force the doors open and there is a large crack in the wind forward winds shield or the forward viewport and, but, and the pilot is sort of, looks like they were thrown forward and they're the what made the crack in the winds. Um, there are some controls sparking here and there. But, and you can, you have a much better view from here than you did before and you can see the ship turning around and making yet another strafing run with those green laser blasts dancing across your hull. Um, and getting a good look now using the larger viewport, <clears throat> it's clear that this is uh, something cobbled together between a a, a Y Y-Wing and a, and a TIE Fighter, um, what's commonly referred to as an ugly. <laughs> People find uh, you know, a spare TIE wing it has got the wings of a TIE Fighter, but the main hull of a Y-Wing, and not exactly an efficient design, but, you know, it flies.
2: Okay. Um, is there anybody else up on the bridge? No. Where is everybody? Most of them are blind, bleeding in the corridors. Oh, we did see more people down. Yeah. Okay.
1: We uh, saw dead people. And red. The
2: color red. <laughs> um, are there any... um?
1: breathing aids around on the bridge should our oxygen flow, or should our air get any worse?
0: Why yes, there is an emergency. There is a uh, emergency locker right there on the bridge. Breath masks sufficient for you guys. I'm assuming you would like to take some. Yes, I think <laughs> we would. Okay, you can both... Uh, add breath masks to a current
2: <laughs> inventory. Inventory? What's that?
1: <laughs> um
2: currently it contains two blaster pistols.
1: Do either of us have any um scrapes?
0: Some bruises, but nothing you're not neither of you, you Neither of us bl- is
1: bleeding. Or hemorrhaging or anything.
0: Okay. Maybe some scratches or paper cut type stuff or okay. Be a laceration here or there, but nothing so much that you think you're going to pass out
2: from life or blood. Or Yeah. All right. Um, I go ahead and shove Joel into the hygiene unit.
0: The hygiene unit? Like, yes. Okay. The head?
2: Yes. <laughs> and uh, head back to the bridge and locate a uh, fire control station. Okay. You can do that. You going to stay there? what the <laughs> Maybe he's concerned you had to pee.
1: <laughs> I guess
2: um, it is quite traumatic. you never know now <laughs> okay
1: um I guess I listen to what he is doing because I assume he's doing something that I don't particularly want to be standing in the middle of um and then come out of the bathroom when I hear him stop with the...
0: Okay. There is, pow- there is power for this system, like most uh, systems like this, defensive systems they are designed to be isolated so that, you know, one blast doesn't knock out everything on the ship.
2: So Get back in there.
0: <sighs> You're going to take one of the guns? There is a second gunnery station, but you'd rather stay here and shoot? Yes. Okay. All right, you are. The fire control on this ship is two D plus two, and ship gunnery. It's just gunnery, but yeah,
2: ten.
0: Okay, well, he has making very very slow passes and given no reason to dodge, so you've taken him by surprise, which is enough to hit him. Go ahead and give me 3d plus 2 damage.
1: Ooh.
2: 19.
0: Okay, and you managed to catch him with um, a decent blast. Actually, Open up, and you do some. Um, you said nineteen. Yep. Okay. The ship t- absorbs the laser blast, but it definitely impacts it and blasts one wing off. And the ship is leaking ion uh, plasma, ionized gas out one of its nacelles. The other tie wing is there, but it's definitely tumbling and not nearly the control it was before. In fact, it seems to be tumbling out of control.
2: Nobody threatens us.
0: Open up again. Give me another yep. shot.
2: Yep. And it's 2D plus 2 is the fire control? Yep. 19. It's enough for another hit. Give me damage. Which is, again, 2d plus 2. 3d, 3D plus, plus 2. Mm-hmm. One on the four stack. Uh, other than that, five.
0: Okay. Uh, this shot has no effect on it. It, you know, it. The hull absorbs it, it scorches the hull. You hit it, but it, the cannons on this ship are accurate, but fairly anemic as far as damage. Mm-hmm. But the fighter continues to tumble. Not for long. you could going finish this guy off? Yeah. Okay. That's 2d plus 2. Yep.
2: That'll hit. Well, 18... Uh, 23, 25. Okay. Damage roll. Two D plus two. Three D plus two. Three D. One on the four star. <laughs> so it would normally be an eleven. Uh, okay. Subject Again, what the,
0: the whole this thing has a fairly robust hull, but and now now the craft turns. He's slowly getting back control of the vessel, and it's clearly a struggle for the pilot, it turns and starts heading towards your ship. Not for long. Okay. He's getting, this is pretty obviously a collision course. Okay. And he's flaring the engine, so he's... I'm going to give you two rounds to hit him, to take him out before he impacts the hull. Um, but if you're at point-blank range for lasers, so you only need five to hit him. So if you want to take multiple shots per round, that is an option.
2: Gotcha.
1: I've snuck out of the head and, and noticed that this plane is, is now headed toward us.
2: Okay.
1: I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that, <laughs> <laughs> other than find some way to, like, brace myself. I don't know.
0: There's another, there is another gunnery station, if that's what you want to do.
1: Sure, why not? I am an admiral's daughter.
0: Okay, you uh, get you're getting fired the second forward. round. So, I'll, I'll get how many shots do you take in this round. It'll take you around to get into the sea.
2: Uh, I'm gonna split actions. Can I bring up a uh, basically a damage control report from where I am?
0: No, no, this is a gunnery station. Okay. You'd have to get up and move to another seat.
2: How far would it... Be? What I'm looking to do is get a, get a status report on the ship, see what is and what is not damaged. Um, also, I guess this would be relevant, is there a tractor beam on the ship?
0: Is there a tractor beam? No, the ship does not come equipped to the tractor beam other than a very small one used for loading cargo. Okay.
2: Um, you could possibly yell
1: to me to... Assist the damage on the ship instead of trying to take a shot at the ship because I'm going to suck trying to take a shot at the ship.
0: You actually have the fire control on the ship, has computer assisted targeting, so you actually get an extra 2d plus 2 to
2: your gunnery skill. Oh. And you only need to hit a 5. Okay. So Sure, so already automatically rolling a 3. Mm. Oh. Um, see if the engines will move us.
1: Okay. I um, sit down and see if I can get a damage report on...
0: Okay. That would be a technical roll in Ship Repair.
1: Eight.
0: Damage assessment is pretty easy. You have... The shield system is functional, but offline. No one raised the shield, because the shields are... um, The... Weapon systems are functional. The life support is not. The uh, sublight engines are non-functional. The uh, hyperdrive, the primary hyperdrive is offline. This backup hyperdrive is on. The hull is compromised in a number of places. Sensors are (laughs) quasi-functional. They're sporadic, but they, uh, and uh, communications is up and running. Put shields up. Yes. And you gonna take your shots?
2: I'm gonna shoot to disarm, or basically, I want to do targeted shots.
0: Okay. Um, that will reduce that will increase the difficulty by like you lose two dice. Okay. At this range, do do a targeted shot. What are you trying to target? Uh.
2: Propulsion.
0: Okay. Now, just bear in mind that you're in space. He's already got inertia, and he's headed right at you. know his propulsion is not will not stop the ship. Well, it might cause him to veer off if you, you know. But it, he's already got the momentum.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm hoping to uh, cut the kinetic impact and hopefully veer him off course. Okay. I got a nine. Oh wait a minute, I got an eleven.
0: Okay, at this range, that's enough to hit the propulsion system. You can raise the shields. Um, you can choose what. I'm assuming you're angling the shields towards whatever, wherever he is, is coming at you. Okay, you can do that. Uh, okay, so you have shields up, and that is enough to hit. Give me a damage roll again. Three D, three D, 2.
2: Nine. Not
0: enough. I'll have one round until it hits. Yep. Uh,
2: I'll just take a single shot, once again, aiming for the propulsion. Okay. Six. Okay, that's still enough to
0: hit. nine uh, the ship that's continues to upsort to, to soak the lasers on this your shots you're hitting him every time but it's just the lasers on this thing just are not powerful enough to yeah no kidding <laughs> for, roll, running, rolling 40 plus one ball
2: I'm rolling lots of ones <laughs> yeah
1: um, can I Run an analysis to see what it, you said. The um, small motors, the the non hyperdrive, just the regular
0: sublight engines.
1: Yes. Yes, sublight engines. Those are not working currently. That's correct. Can I run an analysis to figure out what is going on or how to fix those? Or uh,
0: you can try. Yeah. You can make a technical study, structure repair, actually a sublight repair. Roll if you've got it.
1: It's just the two. It's just a straight 2 Four.
2: You got no idea. It's all Greek.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: um. Okay, what happens?
0: Okay, right. well, the ship continues to soak your laser fire and then slams into the. I'm going to mispronounce the name. Die. Di- Diversion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It Slams into the diversion, and we need a. You guys can give me a damage roll here. You take a. You got the shields up, so take 5D and add 6D to it. Because you were it was technically a capital scale, so you were rolling 11D.
1: To figure out what.
2: Basically, the soak roll.
1: Um, uh, let's see, which one of these is the, the red, and then I'm going the fourth star, so. Good lord. I can fold as
0: well. Let's see. Six, twelve, 11, eighteen,
1: twenty-four, thirty, thirty-six, forty-two, forty-three. Okay
0: the shields managed to cover your, your butt because this hit hits hard and just explodes against the hull, and there's enough momentum there, and it catches the forward prow right about where you guys were actually about ready to um, we're, we're trying to hit get to the escape rod from and sends the ship spinning in an arc. so it's, uh, momentum is enough. And the reaction control system is down, so you really don't have any, you know, attitude control. This sets the ship spinning like this. Now the gravity's in place, so you guys are not like thrown all over the ship. But the ship is just set spinning like this. But thankfully, the shields managed to soak enough of it that um, the damage to the ship is, is a whole lot worse than it already is. So you guys are intact, but the ship is now spinning and. Uh, you have that further complication to to the situation, and you are drifting now. So the ship is now not just sitting there, but drifting.
2: Okay. Um, see if I can get him back in my sight.
0: He's dead. The ship exploded. Oh, okay. He he, he wasn't. He was kamikaze in your ship.
2: Okay. Well, let's just make sure. <laughs>
0: Which piece of the ship do you want to target? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There there really isn't much left to ship... ...to target. I mean, there's nothing large enough. It's not like... There's no evidence he ejected, for example. He really did just try... He or she really did just try and... ...wipe you out with a kamikaze run.
2: Um... Are there any ship repair droids?
0: That concludes part one of episode one, Parahelion. Please tune in next week, and until then, may the Force be with you.